1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. It's an age-old turkey hunting question. If a one-year-old Jake walks by, do you take that bird or do you wait for an older, bigger Tom? We're going to talk about and answer that question and more on this episode. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about the age-old question, should you take a Jake or wait for a Tom? Now, there's a lot of people that feel strongly about this, and they they have unbending opinions, and I don't care. Um, just being straight up, I don't care. Uh, I think a lot of people's opinions are based on perspective and context, context that is irrelevant to most hunters and especially new hunters. So here's the way that it works, right? In some states, turkey hunting is harder than other states. In some areas, in some counties, it's harder than others. You know, in some places, you might have a dozen opportunities to take a turkey in a handful of hunts. In other places, if you get one opportunity in a season of 10 hunts, that's doing good. That's better than a lot of people. So my perspective on it is this. Ask the question, how many turkeys have you taken? If that answer is zero then the advice is take the first bird that walks in front of you. Take the first opportunity. Take the first shot you get at a legal bird. Period. I'll tell you what, you may not get another opportunity that season. You may not get another chance. I don't care if it's the first hour of opening day. Take that shot. Take that bird home. Mount that tail fan. Be excited. Post those pictures on Facebook. Post them in the New Hunter's Guide group and page. Send me an email through the website at New Hunter's Guide. I want to see the I want to see the pictures. Do not pass on a legal shot of a turkey. Don't do it. Now let's ask another question. And I'm going to talk more about why I think that way. Let's ask another question. You know, how many turkeys have you shot? If the answer is more than zero, 
Okay? If the answer is more than zero, how many opportunities did you have last year? How many opportunities did you have? Did you have a dozen opportunities? If you had more than one or two opportunities, you know, waiting might not be that big of a gamble, right? A lot of it depends on where you live, what's going on, turkey populations in your area. You know, if you had lots of opportunities last season, then, you know, it may not be as big of a gamble to wait, all right? Um, but then the other question is, how hungry are you? And I don't, I don't just mean hungry for turkey, but I mean to, to carry a bird out of the woods, right? Um, you know, it, it's a lot of people will say things like, well, you know, every time you shoot a Jake, that's a trophy. That, that was it. That could have been a trophy next year. Well, the same people say the same thing about deer, right? You, oh, well, you know, that four point could have been an eight point next year. And all these kinds of things. Yeah, maybe it could have been. It also might not have survived the winter. Also might have got hit by a car. Also might have, you know, might have got sick. It also might have got eaten by coyotes. There are no guarantees. To say that bird might have done this in the future, you're, that, that, that's just a fallacy. It really is. You know, the bottom line is most turkey, okay, well, that's too broad of a statement. Many turkeys don't survive for a year. They do not. They don't either don't make it through the winter because they can't get enough to eat. They're attacked by predators. Turkeys have a lot of predators. You're like, oh, no, no. What could, what could take down a turkey? Coyotes. Lots of coyotes. I don't know where you live, but in the United States of America, I don't know anywhere where there isn't coyotes. And there's a lot of places that have way more coyotes than there ever should have been foxes you've got places where you got bobcats and mountain lions you've got a lot of places where you have cars you know turkeys are a perishable commodity they they you know a deer is much like more likely to survive a year than a turkey is right turkeys don't live that many years to begin with i mean they can breed at one years old right a jake can breed it's not likely to but it can a two-year-old a tom is much, you know, is basically fully developed at that point. Um, you know, they're fully developed at two. At three, they may be a little bigger, little stronger, little more dominant. They could be the top bird on the totem pole. But in a lot of places, you know, three-year-old turkey is a rarity. It is exceptionally uncommon. And not because of hunting pressure, just because of wilderness pressure. So you, you, there's some thinking you got to you got to put aside, okay? Um, you know, if you have an opportunity to take a turkey, now I hunt in a state where it's one of the top most difficult states in the country. Uh, the only other state that's on par is Ohio, and PA in Ohio, where the hardest states to put a turkey on the ground. You know, this is not my opinion. This is the opinion of some. Um, you know, previously professional turkey hunters who literally traveled the country shooting TV, shooting turkeys, had their own game call business, you know, all kind of this stuff, been state after state after state, live in my neighborhood, and, you know, they're convinced that this is the hardest state, maybe next to Ohio, to take a bird.
So to see it, to, to get a shot at a turkey in Pennsylvania, that, that ought to be dinner right there. Um, here's the other thing. How many tags do you have? So in my state, you get one tag, you can buy a second one, but you can't buy it after the season starts. So you have to buy the second tag before the season starts, right? It is a, uh, it's just, it's like a lottery that the game commission runs to just milk money out of people, right? Because, you know, they sell all these tags that are never going to get used. Just It's just the statistics and the odds of it. Most people won't fill one tag, let alone two. But the thought, the, the, the lust of getting two turkeys. So they get that second tag before the season starts. And, of course, they never take one turkey. But, of course, everybody who does take a turkey would love to run out and buy a second tag. But not that many people actually get a turkey. So they make a lot more money by limiting the sale of second tags to before the season starts. And they're like 20 bucks. It's not cost prohibitive, but at the same time, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. You know, hunting license for the year costs like, what, 23 bucks or something, something in that ballpark. So, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's not cost prohibitive, but it's still a thing. So... You know, you, you do have options in a lot of states to be able to take more than one turkey. Some states you can take X, you can take a turkey a day. Some states you can take X number of turkeys for the season. Some states you have like bag limits. Uh, it varies, right? So a lot of places you have or can have an opportunity to take more than one bird. So if you're debating to yourself right now or before the season starts or even mid-season, should I take a Jake if I have the opportunity? I'm going to say yes. Get more than one. Get, you know, If you need a second tag, get two tags so that you can still get a bird, take the opportunity that you get, and then you still have the opportunity to hunt for a bigger one if you, if you really want to. You know, it doesn't have to be a one and done in a lot of places. You know, um, like I've said before, you know, a turkey in the freezer is worth two bigger turkeys in the woods. That's just the reality of it. Uh, in most places, in most, not everywhere, some places, I mean, you go out and, and you could shoot a turkey any day of the week, uh, you know, as long as the weather's right. But in a lot of places, it is just, it is not that easy. So my recommendation would be, Shoot the take the first opportunity you have on a legal bird, especially if you're a new hunter. Especially, don't turn that down, don't scorn that opportunity. You know, a lot of people they go out on opening day, they have a shot at a Jake, they think, Oh, no, I'm gonna wait for a bigger turkey to come by. They never see another turkey the whole season, but they think, Oh, because you know, 7 30 on opening day, wow, yeah, here's a turkey, they're gonna get a lot more opportunities. Never bank on that. I don't care what you're hunting. Never bank on that. Uh, you know, I had this past deer season, I learned some things. And this this is directly transferable. My first day I went out, I was hunting a clover patch, you know, a tenth of an acre out of a blind. I could have shot 10 doe probably in multiple waves, right? Throughout the morning, I had multiple opportunities you know, again and again and again, could have taken a, could have shot a doe. And in my mind, I'm sitting there going, I'm going to hold out and wait for a buck. And then once I get a buck, you know, these does are everywhere. I'll be able to take as many as I want. 
Well, I, I got, I, I sat maybe uh, five times and then I did get a buck and a nice one. So I was happy. I was pleased. I was thrilled. So then, then you know, I thought, okay, well now I'm going to go out and get a doe or two. And uh, would you believe I did not, I did not take a doe the whole year. I did not have a shot on a doe that I connected with the whole rest of the season. Never took a doe. Never took a doe last fall. You know, the first two days out, I could have shot lots of doe. Could have shot probably 15 doe. But I was waiting for a buck. And, um, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, if I did shoot a doe here, then that would ruin this spot. I wouldn't be able to hunt here for a buck later, which is complete nonsense. I mean, the day I shot my buck, there were bucks there that night. I got them on the trail camera. I mean, it just was, just wasn't there. I had a different reality in my head. So I just threw away opportunities and then never had another opportunity at a doe and just missed it. Just missed it. You know, just learn something through that. You know, these are wild animals. You, you there it is not like going to the grocery store. It is not like shooting fish in a barrel. Oh, it might seem like it at the moment. You're like, oh I've got all these opportunities. I've got options. I'll just, you know, wait for the next opportunity. You think, you know, you've got a plentiful number of opportunities and that was it. There was there's not another one that year. So when it comes to turkeys, and I stress this when it comes to turkeys because they're much harder to hunt than deer in most places. In fact, everywhere that I know of, I'm just saying most places because I'm thinking, okay, there could be somewhere I don't know of where maybe it's the other way around. But in most places, it's much harder to take a turkey or to take a turkey than pretty much anything else. But okay, there's more to this. So after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. What's the difference between a Jake and a Tom? Between a one-year-old bird and a two-year-old bird? So a Jake has a shorter beard. The feather in the front of the turkey is smaller um, by a few inches. Does that matter? It doesn't, I mean, I, I'm going to say no, especially to the new hunter. Here's the thing. Not every old turkey has a long beard. 
Not every old turkey. You can't judge a turkey's age by its beard necessarily. Beards get worn off. They get pulled out. They get messed up. So some just don't grow as long. It's just, it's not that, you know, deer, you, you can judge the age and size of a deer much more accurately by the antlers than you can judge a turkey by its beard. Now you can tell usually the difference between a Jake and a Tom, but it's not like, okay, this one feather is going to be instead of four inches, it's going to be seven inches. I'm going to tell you what, guys, if if you really want that extra couple inches of feather and you're going to pass on an opportunity to take home a turkey, one of the most amazing game birds on the planet, then I think your thinking might be skewed. I think your thinking might be skewed. Unless you have a wall of turkey fans in your house and you you know you're you're just you're at a different level you're at a different place in hunting you're not a new hunter you're not even an intermediate turkey hunter at that point what other differences are there well a tom is more likely to have spurs to have those points on the back of their on the back of their foot than a jake is okay again what does that mean um are you going to mount the legs you know most people don't they don't even keep the legs. So, and especially if you're a new hunter, that, that's probably not even something that has entered into your brain as important or as something that you care about. What else? Okay, so the tail fan on a tom might be a little bigger. It might not, but it might be a little bigger. And all of the, the side feathers should be just as long as the center feathers. Okay, the side feathers would be just as long as the center feathers. So, you know, on a Jake, usually the side feathers are a couple, two, three inches shorter than the center feathers. So you you have the middle feathers are a little bit longer than on the sides. Does that matter? I mean, I'll be honest with you, I think they look just as impressive most of the time. Now there are some turkeys that are pretty cool, the ones that have that white, almost fluorescent um, like arc, that the tips of all their feathers. So it looks like this just sort of halo at the tips of their feathers. Okay, on those turkeys, it looks pretty cool when all the tail feathers are the same length. I'm not going to lie. I don't even know what part of the country you've got those turkeys in, but you know, I could see why you'd want to hold out for one of those because that's pretty cool the rest of them not much of a difference okay what about weight and size well you've got a lot of jakes that are somewhere between you know 13 to 16 or 17 pounds somewhere in that range maybe you know 13 to 17 pounds where a two-year-old tom is usually somewhere between you know 18 to 22 pounds maybe of course, location, diet, agriculture, all of that makes huge differences. Those ranges could change. But I'm just talking about just some broad brush averages. So on average, that Tom's going to weigh a couple pounds more than the Jake. But you can have some big Jakes that weigh more than some small Toms. So it's not, it's not, that, it's not that huge of a difference all the time. You could take a Jake that weighed more than the Tom walking behind it. It can happen. 
You know, just the same way you could take a spike deer that weighs more than a six point. You know, it, it, it's it's not even uncommon. So, you know, in, in those kind of terms, you're not even necessarily ending up with less food. Now, an older turkey typically is going to weigh more. They get, they get up to the, maybe the 25-pound range. Okay, I gotcha. But you're not talking about a deer where you're going to spend, you know, all this time and energy field dressing it and dragging it through the woods, getting it to the butcher, paying the butcher to take care of it. Turkey's easy. You just carry it out of the woods. You don't even have to gut it. You, you know, I've got, I've done episodes on how to field dress a turkey. Go back, look at those episodes. I talk you through and then have videos of a bunch of different ways to, to go through this process. You don't even have to gut the turkey and you certainly don't have to pay anybody to do anything. It's super easy, super cheap. You can't say, well, I'm not getting my money's worth because I don't have that extra four pounds. Uh, yeah, it's just a skewed perspective. Now, a Jake can be a trophy. A Jake can be an absolute trophy. I'll tell you a story and then we'll, then we'll wrap this one up. So I know of a, a master turkey hunter who's written books on the subject. When he was much younger in his turkey hunting career, uh, you know, he was still a master at that point, but you know, much younger, he was taking a friend out turkey hunting. Now this friend was, had traveled the world, hunted in Africa, hunted in South America, hunted in Europe. Uh, you know, older gentleman at that point, but very, you know, this guy was maybe in his 40s and his friend was in his 60s. So he takes this friend out. So the friend has, goes out with one of those guns that is, uh, you know, a double barrel over under with, uh, what did they call him? A drilling, I think is what it is. He's got two shotgun barrels on the top and a 30-30 barrel on the bottom. And, you know, he's wanted a turkey hunt for years. He's finally in the States. He's come to visit this guy. And uh, they've been friends for a while. And this guy says, well, you know, we'll go out. They got one day, one opportunity to go out turkey hunting. Meanwhile, the guy's going, man, this is not a good time. Like the birds have not been active. It's been a tough season. Not been seeing many birds. But the guy's only here for one night. He's only got one chance to take him hunting. So of course he's going to take him. So this guy's been, he has been looking forward to take, he's got, I mean, he's got animals that I can't even pronounce on his walls at home. But this guy is so, I mean, he is, he's traveled halfway across the country to visit this guy to go turkey hunting. Like he is just absolutely enamored with it. So they're going out, you know, this gun weighs like 15 pounds, but this is a big guy. They're hiking through mountains, you know, they're, the weather's not real good. There's not a lot of goblin going on. They get out there, they're sitting. Of course, this older guy, he's half deaf because he's been hunting his whole life before they had ear protection, it seems, especially way back in those days. And uh, they're sitting there. And they actually get some action. They actually hear some gobbles. They're sitting there. They're, they hear some gobbles. And then they, the, the guy who's the guide at this point, we'll just call him that, he spots a bird coming in, you know, at his 9 o'clock. Well, the guy, his friend that has traveled to hunt with him, you know, he's not, 
not not hearing it. So he's trying to signal to him without spooking the turkey and all this stuff. So eventually the guy does spot the turkey. Okay, they've been out most of the day at this point. It's a Jake. All right. So it's at about 25, 30 yards. This guy uses the 30-30. Okay, he uses the 30, doesn't use either shotgun barrel. Right, he's got a modified choke on the one barrel, I think, and an extra full choke on the other barrel, and he shoots the 30-30 barrel. Okay, I don't know how familiar you are with the 30-30, but you're talking about, you know, more than enough force to put down a deer or even an elk at close range. Okay. Shoots this turkey, a Jake, right? A a, a one year old blasts this thing with the 3030. And of course, you know, the 3030 is loud. It has that crack to it. It's got more volume than, than most shotgun barrels do, especially uh, when it's a short barrel 3030 like that one was. And the guy, the, the, the guide is like blown away at how loud it is. And he's so confused. And he's trying to figure like, what in the world just happened? So of course, he kills the turkey, right? The turkey is down. And the guy's like, why'd you use the 30-30? You know, like he was right there. And this is what the gentleman said. He said, you know, fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com I just, I didn't know if I would ever get another shot at a turkey in my lifetime. And I just, I wasn't sure of the distance. I just wasn't confident in what the distance was, so I thought it would be a gamble to use the shotgun barrels. So I wanted to make sure I, I took advantage of this opportunity. The guy was like so, I mean, he had so much wisdom in a lot of ways, but he recognized I may never, I mean, if I blow this opportunity, this would be the only opportunity I get before I die to take a turkey. And did not, he, he's, you know, he's in the moment, he's got adrenaline, he's not sure, is that within 30 yards? Is that 40 yards? 45? I don't know. Again, he's not exactly sure how big a turkey is in the wild, so he's trying to judge that distance between him and the bird, not exactly sure how big the bird is which makes it maybe look closer or further. And he's just sitting there. He's like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to take a chance. So he blasts it with the high powered rifle, which is crazy. But 
you got to think about this guy and how he's looking at this. This could be the only chance in his life. He does, he lives in Europe. He may who knows if he'll ever come to the states again. Who knows if he'll ever see a turkey again. And he knew that. And he was like there's just I just can't risk not I can't risk blowing this. And you know, he's not a new hunter, but at the same time this is his turkey hunt. And in his estimation, he he got the tail thing on that mounted and he said of everything I have ever hunted in my life, nothing is more prestigious to me than this, you know, than than the wild American turkey. You know, than a wild eastern turkey. Even though it was a jake, he said this jake meant more to him than any other game animal he shot. Because of how difficult they are to find, how hard they are to hunt, how much skill it takes to get them, how rare they were, and he couldn't hunt them anywhere else in the world. And in him, that was his trophy. That was his biggest trophy. I mean, he's got giant animals from Africa on his wall, and this Jake was his most prestigious trophy in his eyes. And, you know, that really made me wonder and think, okay, are we taking, are we really being, you know, is our perspective on this thing right? Should we really be passing opportunities when we may not get another one, you know? And especially when it comes to new hunters. Now, again, you've got a bunch of turkeys. you got turkey tails and beards along your wall, you know? You're not in that situation. You you can't say, well, what if I never get another opportunity? You know, I'll take this Jake. Well, now you you've had lots of opportunities. You're you you've done it. You you've you've accomplished this thing. You've got the proof. You've got trophies on your wall. To you, you don't need to take that Jake. You can let that one go. You can wait for another bird. If you don't get a bird that season, no biggie. You've got plenty of them. You'll get more, and you know it. Whereas a newer hunter who's never shot a turkey or maybe just taken one or two, it's a different story. It's a different situation. And, you know, there, the, all this nonsense about, you know, you should wait for a bigger one. It's just internet garbage. It's just people that don't know enough to know what they're doing and how to look at this thing right. It's just not respecting the bird. It's not respecting the animal. It's just not being a good steward, not appreciating the game. You know, if you're asking yourself the question, should I take a Jake or wait for a Tom? You should take the Jake. That's what you should. If you are asking the question, if you're debating it in your mind, you should take the first opportunity that you have. It's the people that aren't asking the question. They know they're they're coming out with a Tom or nothing. Those are the ones that, you know, that they are a step ahead. They have more experience. They've got more turkeys. People who know that they're only coming out with a Tom, those are the ones that should pass on Jake's. People that are debating, should I take a Jake or not? You should. Because opportunities are few and far between. They're difficult to take. And I'll be honest with you. I've reached this point in my life, okay? I would rather end the season on day one with a Jake in fact out of any other tags than hunt the whole season and get nothing or hunt the whole season and take a Tom on the last day. That's me. 
Because one, you never knew you were going to take that time on the last day. There's no guarantee. And to be honest with you, I would rather take the Jake on the first day and then spend the rest of the season with my family. Spend the rest of the season looking at that trophy. Spend the rest of the season plotting next year. Or if I had two tags, then being out there with the confidence now, it doesn't matter what happens from here on out. Because I already got a turkey. If I get another one, great. But I've already got one. I've done it. I've accomplished it. I got turkey in the freezer. I got turkey for dinner. I have done this thing. You know, my heart is content. And I'm out here seeing if I can get a tom. See if I can get a bigger bird. I would much rather do that than hunt the whole season and get nothing. Or to to maybe get something at the end of the season after just wearing myself out. Because I have worn myself out enough times to sit back and go, you know what? I just, I'm past that point at this, at this stage. Now, maybe, you know, everybody's in a different place. Everybody's got different motivation. You know, if you feel differently, then I'm, I'm not even saying, you know, you should change. Go with what you've got. Go with what's in your heart. Follow up on that. See that through. And, uh, but, but my encouragement to new hunters is don't pass opportunities. Take the first legal, ethical, reasonable shot that you get period. Don't pass it because you just don't know if and when the next one's going to be. Take that shot. Um, you know, and, and, and one other point here, you know, a lot of people talk about, well, you know, we're, we're helping the population and we're doing this, you know, it actually hurts the turkey breeding population more for you to take the mature birds versus the younger ones. It actually damages the population more for you to take the oldest Tom than for you to take a Jake. Okay? Because that Jake's not going to breed that year most likely. It can, but Toms are the ones that are going to do the most breeding and they're going to pass on the stronger genes. So for you to take a Jake is is basically not touching the future of the population. You are You are doing nothing to it. Whereas if you take a Tom... If there aren't many toms in the area or you take the the best tom in the area, that could have more of an impact than taking a jake. And again, the older birds are the ones that are more likely to make it uh, through another year versus the younger inexperienced birds that are less likely to make it through another year. So, you know, it's a two-part thing. Um, that, That jake that you're passing on one, isn't going to hurt the population for you to take. Two, is the least likely to make it another year versus an older bird. You know, and then of course, if you take a hen, I don't know of anywhere offhand you can take hens in the spring, but, you know, say somewhere there is, well, that potentially is going to affect the population way more. Way more. Because now that hen's not going to breed, that hen's not going to lay eggs. Whoever knows how many of those eggs would have hatched and survived the winter. You're potentially eliminating, you know, half a dozen or more birds that could have made it through that year. Fast forward a little bit. We're not talking about fall turkey hunting, but while we're on the subject, um, you know, in the fall, it matters a lot less what you shoot. It matters a lot less. The, the, the pults are independent at that point. 
they will survive the winter even if you shoot if you shoot the hens. Uh, people say you know a lot of people like to take poults in the fall. And a poults, a, you know, a, a bird that's its first year, it's uh, whatever six months old in the fall. They usually weigh somewhere around, you know, nine pounds, eight, nine, ten pounds maybe. Could be a little more, could be a little less. Uh, of course, they're at that point. They're it's like a small chicken, okay. Um, people say, man, you don't want to take a poult because a poult, that's, you know, that's the future. Well, most poults don't survive the winter. Something like, uh, you know, of course it varies by state and location, but I read one report, I think it was 30% of poults in this particular area were surviving the winter. So odds were good that the poult you shot in the fall and had a nice, you know, chicken sized dinner with wasn't going to make it through the winter anyway. Just competition for food and predation and all of that, cold, just wasn't going to make it. So when it comes to hunting turkeys in the fall, it, it almost, it makes very little difference what you shoot in the fall. What you shoot in the spring, if you shoot a hen, either on purpose or by accident, if it's legal or whatever, that's going to make the biggest difference on the breeding population, right? Because that hen's going to lay eggs, now it's not going to, those eggs are lost. And that hen made it to, to maturity, was able to breed, and now you took it out. Which is why you don't want to shoot hens, even by accident, if you can help it. Even if it's legal, it's just, you know, it's going to do more damage to the population. Now, of course, if you live somewhere where it is legal to shoot hens in the spring, chances are the only reason it's legal is because the population is so high that it doesn't matter, really. Uh, but in terms of population effect, taking a hen... Is, has the most effect. Taking a mature gobbler has the second most effect. Because the mature gobblers, the strongest ones, the oldest ones, the wisest ones, typically have the best genes that are going to pass them on. Well, you take them out of the picture, and that has some potential of impacting the population, the gene pool, all of that. Whereas taking a Jake has almost no effect whatsoever. You're not hurting the future. You're not hurting next year. You're not doing anybody a disservice by taking a Jake. There's no negative. There's no downside. There just isn't. It's just not reality. There's not that many turkey hunters even to anymore to, for that even to really be a thought. Like, oh, well, what if everybody shoots all the Jakes? Who's everybody? I think, I, of course, this is going to vary where you live. I think I've seen one other human being, two, two other human beings in my life hunting turkeys in the spring. I mean, ever. Now, I live in Pennsylvania. I live in Western PA. It's a it's a pretty big hunting area, and still, I have seen very few turkey hunters. Some places, you know, you might have a big culture of it more than here. But at the end of the day, don't pass your opportunities. I hope this is helpful for you guys. Please head to the website newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes. Lots and lots and lots of other episodes on turkey hunting. Uh, if this episode and this content is helpful for you, if you've appreciated, if it's you know aided you, I want to encourage you, please leave an Apple podcast review. Nothing helps get these shows to more people that I'm aware of than leaving Apple reviews. Um, Five-star reviews with comments. Not because I need comments, but because Apple will change the algorithms, change the search results based on reviews and comments and what seems popular to it. 
and it can get this content to more people. Dozens and dozens and dozens of shows on turkey hunting from several past seasons, as well as all other kinds of hunting, deer hunting, uh, pheasant hunting, predator hunting, woodchuck hunting, crow hunting. We're getting ready to do a whole series of episodes. I've got 17 episodes planned on duck hunting and goose hunting. It'll be coming up here after turkey after my turkey season episodes are done. But I appreciate you guys. God bless you. And until next time, go get them in the woods. <laughs>